host, Reverend Bill M., brings us the devil's mischief. Carnal comedy clips. Netherworld novelty of numbers. Brought to you by RadioFreeSatan.com. Episode number 677. Bill M. here with The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. We're coming up fast on The Devil's Mischief's 20th anniversary, and I have to be honest with you, I don't know if I'll have anything special in time. I'm really busy with a move right now, so I may just have to wait until all that is straightened out before I do any sort of official celebrations later in 2023. We'll see. In the meantime, of course, I still have plenty of carnal comedy netherworld novelty to share with you from now and into the indefinite future. I suspect that despite how long I've been doing this show, there are still some people who are listening for the first time and may have even discovered my other podcast, Satan's Plane, first, which is how they found out about the devil's mischief. Satan's Plane, by the way, just reached its one year anniversary. And I do advertise for The Devil's Mischief often on Satan's Plane because, hey, if I have two shows and if I have time to put in a commercial break, well, I figure why not use a commercial for my other show, you know? If by some chance you're new to The Devil's Mischief, you can go to The Devil's Mischief uh, website, which is devilsmischief.com. Read uh, more about the show there. You can also find a list of past track list from episodes and that sort of stuff. Once or twice I've run into somebody who mistakenly thinks satanic comedy is limited to religion bashing, and I would say far from it. Once in a great while I like to do an episode of, you know, just the religion bashing stuff, sure, but I can't imagine doing that the whole time. First of all, I would think it would get old after a while if that was all you were hearing. Second of all, and I've said this many times, comedy in and of itself is satanic. I'm not the first person to say it either. Anton LaVey wrote a couple of essays on the topic. And there is plenty of comedy I like that I think others would like to hear. So that's what I do on this show. And that comedy can be anything from the most underground X-rated stuff to 1930s radio comedy shows and anything in between. Lately, I've been in a bit of a silly comedy mood. I think that uh, was because I was exploring some tracks from this album from Gilda Ratner. Back around 1979, she recorded a live comedy album, and I've played some tracks from it here on the show before. Ratner is probably best known as having been on the original cast of Saturday Night Live, but uh, she did a number of movies as well. And speaking of female comedians from back in the day. I was also listening to this other record from Lily Tomlin, another comedic actress who did, in fact, do some live comedy on stage. I know some people will say women aren't funny, and it's true that there are a lot of really shitty female comedians, really unlistenable hacks, but there are some I genuinely like. I probably can't name more than a dozen, but they exist. So, I'm not playing them for Gender Equality Month or, you know, bullshit like that, just as I don't do specials for Black History Month. You know, if I like a comedian, then I like that comedian, regardless of the identity politics. Well, that's enough rambling from me. With this 
late 1970s slash early 1980s goofy comedy theme in mind, here are some excerpts from one of the very first performances I ever heard from George Carlin. It was from his HBO special, Carlin at Carnegie. Got a little news for you. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the news tonight, see what's going on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here is some of the news. The U.S. Army announced today that it was true that during the first part of the 1960s they had performed LSD tests on human beings which destroyed their minds. However, they have claimed that none of the victims has been promoted beyond the rank of lieutenant colonel. <laughs> a man who was attempting to walk around the world drowned today. Twenty-six people were killed today when two funeral processions crashed into one another. <laughs> Police say the casualty list does not include the two men who were already dead. <laughs> another first for County Hospital as a woman has checked in to have her tits reversed. <laughs> when asked why she was having it done, she said that her left tit was her favorite and she wants it on her right side where her left-handed husband can reach it easily. <laughs> PCA announced today that they have filed a criminal complaint against a man who is keeping tropical fish in a moving blender. The man says it is true, but that he never turns the blender above mix. The ASPCA claims he's had it up to whip and puree several times. A passenger shot six people on the downtown bus today, then asked for a transfer and shot six people on the crosstown bus. In order to prevent this happening in the future, authorities are discontinuing the transfer system. Here are the results of the blind person's golf tournament. They've just come in. The winner was Johnny Downing with 1,829 strokes. Just enough to beat Larry Powell, who lost any chance he might have had when he took a 312 on the final hole. A 65-year-old woman who was trotting backwards from Winnipeg to Rio was killed today when she was hit by a truck head-on from the rear. A small town in Tennessee, just downwind from a nuclear plant, believes it may have received some radiation. Everyone is dead, and the trees are humming. <laughs> Although the Internal Revenue Service has begun to crack down on businessmen for the three martini lunch, they will not bother the working man and the two-joint coffee break. attempting to circle the world in a hot air balloon died today when he stepped out of the balloon to admire it from a distance. <laughs> a spokesman for the Reagan administration has said that many dead people are really only sick and trying to collect illegal death benefits. <laughs> On the lighter side of the news, a couple who was celebrating their 90th wedding anniversary died of shock today at the beginning of a surprise party. wind up the news tonight and there's so often so much death and tragedy. A man in Texas was arrested today for shooting and killing his wife, 
son, two daughters, his mother and father, all four of his grandparents, his dog, his mailman, three neighbors, and a woman who works at the filling station. He claims he was just cleaning his gun when it suddenly went off. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Have you noticed that you never seem to get laid on Thanksgiving? I think it's because all the coats are on the bed. Do you realize that the Mexican hat dance was written by two individuals? A lot of folks don't know that. The first guy wrote, ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. And the second guy wrote, ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. If it weren't for the second guy, Mexican hat dance would have gone, ta-da, 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 ta-da. They were so happy with what they discovered that they went out to celebrate. And they met another guy. And he went... This is the musical portion of our show. You know what bothers me? You know what bothers... Is that me? Yes, it is. You know what bothers me? I can never find out the rest of the words to tararabumdie. I did find him out. Someone sent him to me. Did you get yours today? I got mine yesterday. That's why I walked this way. You know how you can tell when a moth farts? He flies in a straight line. <laughs> Do you realize that somewhere in the world is the worst doctor? <laughs> Has to be. Process of elimination. Sooner or later, you're going to find the worst doctor. And the weird part is that Someone has an appointment to see him tomorrow. <laughs> this is Reverend Gene, the host of Voxatane, exclusively on Radio Free Satan. Join me every week as we indulge in the classical side of music spanning the past 1,000 years. Voxatani has already featured over 700 composers covering medieval, baroque, classical, romantic, and contemporary music, including chant, choral, opera, keyboard, and orchestral music, with composers ranging from Gluck to Gilmore, Bach to Bellevance, Talis to Taverner, and Paganini to Pert. Get your weekly recommended dose of classical music right here on Voxatani, only on Radio Free Satan, with me, Reverend Jean. Hail Satan! I got offered to go uh, audition for a romantic comedy, and they wanted me to audition for the part of the gay best friend, which... It's 2011. It's 2011. I may as well put on blackface and tap dance. That is how... That's how old that cliche is now. And I read the script, and every scene, it was every 
standard gay best friend. Like, I walk in and she's crying and I go, oh, microwave popcorn and red wine stat. So, pointless. Now, I have a lot of gay friends and a lot of my gay friends are idiots. Just like my straight friends. But in every movie, all gay characters are these magical, intelligent quip machines. Which, if you're gay, has got to feel really dehumanizing after a while. So I said, look, I will audition if... And then they heard my conditions and went, you're not doing this. I went, if I get the part, I want to play the guy really dumb. I want to be the first dumb gay best friend in the history of cinema. Like, I'll keep, and I'll keep all the gay best friend rhythms. I just don't want to have anything helpful or intelligent to say. So every scene, I would just walk in and like, I've seen that look before, sweetie. You, you want to... Ha- um, just do... A th- something with his cock, I guess. I don't know. Fuck, I'm tired. You and your two friends, when the three of you get together... You guys are like the... What? Who are the guys with the muskets? What do they call those guys again? Are they called musketeers? Was I that close? And I I could not tell you the title of this movie if you put a gun to my face. It was... Every romantic comedy should just be called trying to fuck <laughs> this week <laughs> this week Jennifer Aniston and this guy are gonna try to fuck next week Jennifer Aniston and another guy are gonna try to fuck will they fuck? probably from the writer of Nyeh and the director of Nyeh comes why did why do they make trailers for Jennifer Anderson movies they make they always make a set amount of money what do they care I would actually I would I would actually go see a Jennifer Aniston movie if she did a trailer and the whole trailer is one minute of a monkey shitting. That's the whole trailer. That's all it is. There's just it just says this Christmas Jennifer Aniston and then there's a monkey in a Napoleon hat and he's just for one minute nonstop just and not even like not even like healthy turds either. That weird like intermittent diarrhea spray like it clearly. Like, it clearly hurts. Like, the monkey's angry about it. So just like this... Pfft, ah, pfft, ah, like, it, like, like, the monkey wants to punch his own ass. He's angry at his own ass for shitting the way it's shitting. So this, pfft, ah. Jennifer Aniston. Like, wow, we should go see that. That's... My God, what is that about? That's awesome. There better be more than one minute of that monkey shitting, though. That, that monkey better shit for five minutes. They better not have just shown me the best part of the movie. <laughs> the best, 
Like they would go, there we go. We got to put the sizzle reel out there. Hook the people in. Where's the angry monkey shit? Hi, this is Patton Oswalt, and you're listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. Satan Splain. Satanic talk with Church of Satan Magister Bill M. Well, it's not Satan worship, it's Satanism. It's embracing the life-enriching things which have traditionally been given the devil's name. Pride, lust, earthly success, rational self-interest, atheism, humor, nonconformity, science, a passion for living, being selective about whom we love. We don't see these as shameful sins, but empowering ideals. And we also recognize the psychological power and fun of symbolism and aesthetics, so... We utilize Satan as mythology's most fitting mascot for what we're about. Listen to Satansplain. Learn more at satansplain.com. And at the time of this recording, I recently put out episode number 40 of Satansplain. Back in 2016, I gave a talk at the Church of Satan's 50th anniversary celebrations, and I have now taken the content from that talk that I gave that day, expanded on it, and made a Satan's Blade episode out of it. That's episode number 40. The talk was titled Spotlights, Dim Bulbs, and Shine. What do those words mean? Well, you're going to have to listen to Satan's Blade and figure it out. But let's get back to this podcast. It's The Devil's Mischief. You can visit the official website for the show, which is devilsmischief.com. You can also find Satan Bear on Facebook. I don't really do any other social media for The Devil's Mischief. But you can certainly find Radio Free Satan on Twitter, Facebook, and other places. You can find Satan's Plane there. You can find me there in other incarnations. But you can also email me. Bill at devilsmischief.com is the email address. You heard a block of George Carlin, also with some Patton Oswalt. I mentioned Gilda Radner earlier. One of her recurring characters on Saturday Night Live was Roseanne Rosanna Dana. She'd give news commentary but then go off on tangents, getting disgusting or offensive, and the comedy would ensue. So that was the gag. Here is a live and uncensored performance from Gilda Ratner in character. Dean Fader, faculty, graduating seniors, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen. As president of the graduating class, it is my honor to introduce this evening's guest speaker. Uh, I must confess that we were a bit frantic this morning as our originally scheduled speaker, Geraldo Rivera, uh, <laughs> suddenly fell ill and was forced to cancel. I'm told that it uh, was nothing serious, a little minor surgery that had to be taken care of, and I understand that Mr. Rivera is feeling better and regrets that he can't be with us this evening. Uh, however, we were fortunate to find a most distinguished replacement. She is an award-winning broadcast journalist on the Weekend Update news team. And we do thank her for graciously accepting our last-minute invitation. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ms. Roseanne Rosanna Dan.
it's an extreme pleasure, a thrill, a joy, a knot, and a real snappy surprise for me, Roseanne, Rosanna Dana, to give the commencement speech to the graduating class of the Columbia School of Journalism. At first, when they called me, 6.30 this morning, thanks a lot, I was real excited, because I figured there's no greater honor than for an alumnus to give the graduating speech at his alma mater. But I guess I, Roseanne, Rosanna Dana, will have to wait for that honor, because I found out your school is not affiliated with the Columbia School of Broadcasting. <laughs> but anyways, you guys were like in big trouble, because Geraldo Rivera was sick as a dog. So I figured, why not come down here and talk to the young journalists of tomorrow? Araldo had a boil that had to be lanced. It was one of those round ones that's hard like a rock and it was right here on his neck like a lump. And even if the doctor drained it, you know how messy those things are and it would have got on his shirt and everything, it would have made you sick during your graduation. Anyways, as I look out at your sweet, young, tender little journalistic faces with those stupid black flat hats on with little tassels hanging off of them, I can't help but know what you're thinking. You're probably saying to yourself, hey, I'm a college graduate. I spent a lot of time in school. What does journalism have to offer me? What do I have to offer journalism? What am I gonna write about? What am I gonna write with? Should I use a typewriter or a pencil? What kind of pencil, a number two pencil or one that writes darker? Where do I get these pencils? Does my boss buy them for me or do I have to buy them myself? And if I don't bring the pencils, am I gonna get fired? And if I get fired, I'll starve. And if I starve, I'll die, and then what will I do? Class of 79, for college graduates, you sure ask a lot of dumb questions. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're going through, because I remember when I first entered the field, I was real nervous. Imagine, if you will, an idealistic young Roseanne, Roseanne Dana, fresh out of the Columbia School of Broadcasting, looking for a job in journalism. I filled out applications, I went for interviews, and they all told me the same thing. You're overqualified, you're underqualified. Don't call us, we'll call you. It's a jungle out there, woman's place is in the home, have a nice day, drop dead, goodbye. <laughs> but I didn't give up. I mean, I went to see the head of personnel at CBS, the Tiffany Network, and he said to me, Ms. Rosanna Dana, I think you should look for work in the wonderful world of fast foods. I was kind of P.O.'d at that. <laughs> but I'm walking down the hall, and who do I see sitting in his office? But Mr. CBS Evening News himself, Walter Cronkite. And just between you and me, Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, you know what that big shot news guy eats for lunch? Luncheon meat on white bread with butter, with one piece of lettuce that got wilted from being between the meat and the butter so long. I mean, that big shot, hot shot news guy is eating pink bologna meat with white dots in it that you don't know what it is. <laughs> and what are those dots? Is that cheese? It looks like a Q-tip or something in there. <laughs> or maybe like Rivera's boil, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I really poured on the Rosanna Dana charm. I showed him my resume, I made him a cup of coffee, I told him a lot of journalism jokes, and Cronkite says to me, Hey, Roseanne, you should have a job here at CBS. Then, all of a sudden, this wooden chair that I'm sitting on makes a sound on the floor. Well, I thought I was gonna die. 
Cronkite says, hey, did that come out of you? I go, no way, Mr. Cronkite. I swear that didn't come out of me. So then I tried to move the chair again to get it to make the same noise so he wouldn't think I'm no pig. And I moved the chair all over his office and I couldn't get it to make that noise again. Finally he says to me, hey, I'm eating my lunch. What are you trying to do, make me sick? Well, I don't have to tell you, I was real down after that. I was depressed as a dog. But I didn't give up. I said to myself, R, R, yes, you can. I'm okay, you're okay. I'm my own best friend, my mother, myself. I have no fear of flying, I'm woman, hear me roar. And I didn't give up. And I made it, and pretty big, I might add. So let me wrap this thing up and summarize and conclude real quick by saying, it just goes to show you, it's always something. If it's not one thing, it's another. Either you can't get a job in journalism or Walter Cronkite thinks you cut the cheese in his office. a little graduation song that my father used to sing to me when I was a little girl before I went to bed at night. He'd tuck me in all snug as a little bug and a rug and put powder in my arms and everything, make sure my toes are all tucked in and all. And he would sing to me this little graduation song written by my grandmother, Nana Rosanna Dam. <laughs> and I'm going to sing it for you. Should all the acquaintance be forgot, I hope you'll hear my plea. Roseanne, my dear, you'll get a job if you listen to me. Just sit quite still and don't you move during your interview. Cause if you move, your boss will think the fart came out of you. <laughs> Good night, my little Roseanne, Roseanne Dana. Good luck, class of 79. Hi, this is Penn of Penn and & Teller, and you're listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. But I've been known to lie. Come with me, Warlock Jeff Ivins, for a time trip back to the 1980s on the Metro. I play synth pop and other hits from the decades of indulgence... Only on RadioFreeSatan.com You have been listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. Be sure to check out the other shows that we have on RadioFreeSatan.com I'm going to leave you now with this bizarre live sketch from Lily Tomlin. She plays three different characters in this one. A mother, a father, and their angry teenage daughter who comes home while the parents are at the kitchen table. And the title of this piece is Lud and Marie Meet Dracula's Daughter, A Tale of Teenage Tyranny. And this is just one of those skits where you just have to immerse yourself into it, and in my opinion, it just gets funnier and funnier as it gets more surreal. Anyway, have a listen. Thank you for listening to The Devil's Mischief. Until next time, hail Satan. Bye-bye.
written about my mother and father. I've changed the names to protect them. <laughs> we need a door slam. It's more than sufficient. <laughs> it's after supper. Ludd and Marie are sitting in the living room. Marie is cutting recipes from a magazine and pasting them to three-by-five cards. Lud is reading the newspaper and eating a piece of cake. The front door opens. Is that you? No, it's Dracula's daughter. How's the cake, Lud? Oh, like always, I guess. Couldn't be like always. I never got this kind of cake before. Hmm. I thought something was different. I was going to get that banana kind, but you always pick the icing off. So I got this plain kind of cake because it didn't have any icing. No icing, huh? I thought something was missing. How come you never get that chocolate kind of cake anymore? Because the last time I got it, Lud, you broke out into a rash. I did. I don't remember that. When did I get that rash? Tuesday. And when did I eat that cake? Monday. Must have been the cake then. Well, that's what I thought. That's why I got this plain kind of cake, because it's not so rich. Yeah, not so rich, not so good either. Well, I thought this plain kind of cake wouldn't be as fattening. Not as fattening, because it's not as good as a rich kind. So you don't eat as much. Well, maybe that's why you broke out into a rash, Lud. You eat too much of that other kind of cake because you like it too much. Please stop talking about that cake! play some records till two or three o'clock in the morning. Criticize somebody. Fool with me, young lady. I take my belt off to you. Oh, now, Lud, don't start. That insurance man will be here any minute. Oh, I'll take my belt off to you, too, toots. Now, quit. Put your shoes on. That insurance man will be here. We don't need nobody around here after supper. Too late. Where are you going, Lud? I'm going in the kitchen to get me some more of that good old cake. I thought you didn't like this cake. I thought you liked that other kind of cake. That cake with the icing. up under your chin. You must have got my rash. Oh, I couldn't have. I didn't even eat any of that cake. I can't even say the word hush in my own house. That just takes the hush. Where are you going, Marie? I am going in the kitchen to put on some coffee in case that insurance man wants some coffee. 
Doorbell rings. Uh, I am Mr. Monroe. Come on in. Mrs. Tomlin's gone there in the kitchen. Put on some coffee. In case you want some coffee. And some cake. I think I would enjoy a cup of coffee and a piece of cake. Did you hear that? Hear what? What I heard was nothing. Was absolutely nothing. What's me and you go in the kitchen and get us a cup of coffee and a piece of Darn, that's the end.